episode of Broken Record Ministry. I'm Ronnie. Big Mike's back. What's up? Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Brandon's back. What up? Silent Ron's back. Hello. And this week is WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew Mike was going to do something. <laughs> so the topic this week is, have you ever wrestled with God? And the Bible verse is Genesis 32, 24, and 25. Bob, you want to read that? Sure. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. So the question for everybody at the table and out there in listener world is, have you ever wrestled with God? Maybe not physically, but mentally, spiritually. I'm guessing that's an astounding yes. And what what did it look to you guys? Well, I, let me tell you something, brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get one more name. one of those, like you said, everybody it, it, it's one of those, if, if they're saying no, then they're lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, it's, it's just whether it's uh, you're, you're doing it to try to stay away from him, mm-hmm. you know, or when you are getting into the into your battles and your own demons, and you, or you're struggling with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, can you imagine though, being Jacob and actually physically like wrestling with God, like how amazing would that be? Well, here's a question on top yeah. of this question. And speaking of Jacob, why do you think God broke his hip? I mean, it's God, right? So he didn't have to. He didn't, he didn't have to bring out the figure four or right. whatever. Yeah, but he broke his hip. All he had to put out was the index finger to touch and the finger poke of doom, poke right? Of doom, that's it. <laughs> I, honestly, this is why I think I think he done it to remind Jacob that he did wrestle with him and that God done it God actually wrestled Jacob in man's strength he didn't do it in God's strength right because if he had done it in God's strength I mean Jacob been, there would have been no wrestling match at all right but uh, I think he done it to, to prove a point to Jacob and then God got tired of messing with him like, you know what? You ain't giving up, are you? So I'm going to make you give up. So I'm just going to touch your head and put that little reminder for Jacob to be able to think back. Like, oh, God done that to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, just touched it. Just touched it and broke it. It's kind of like um, my wife always calls it the uh, the little, little cub bearing up on Dad. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how old or how young, most times, your, your, your sons will always try to test Dad. Dad's getting old. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty strong. I've been working out. You know, I'm in football. I'm doing, you know. And so there, you always rear up a little bit, and then you know they want to test their strength. Mm-hmm. And then, much like Jacob, they don't know when to quit. Right. You know. So then you get to a point, and then Dad's got to exert a little more to be like, okay, yeah, you're strong, but. You got to calm down, and then when they don't, you put them in their place. Right. I don't think there's any difference whatsoever, nope. except for, well, a huge difference. Huge, yeah. yeah. But touch yeah. somebody and break something, yeah. you know. 
but at the same time, no, you got to swing pretty hard to break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that that's kind of what it is, and like Bob was saying, you know, there's a, a kind of a point to to put them in place that, mm-hmm. yeah, you've been going a long time and whatever, but you know, this is me going easy. Yeah. Brandon, you got an answer before I throw mine out there? No, I look at it um, basically the same way Bob and um, Mike was putting it. Um, it's a reminder of what he had surrendered to God. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have the tendency to forget some things we gave God spiritually that we hesitate to give him. You know, it may be out of our fear or whatever it might be, but, you know, we like to hold on to that to try to be in control of it, but um, once he surrendered that to God, it's like um, you, you all mentioned that, you know, he touched that. It's like, you remember you surrendered this to me. Right. You remember this is the very thing that kept you caught up in the past. This is where you kept messing up, you know, in this fear, you did this action, you kept doing this action. So it's to remind them that you don't need to go back there anymore. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the way his family operated anyway. His mom operated that way. His mom's brother operated that way. And, you know, Jacob operated that way. So it's just basically reminded him, you know, this is not you anymore. And just, you know, that touch, I think, will constantly remind him, you know, to trust me, trust me as right. your, your Lord. Before you do your answer, mm-hmm. which I know is going to be a good one because you're waiting to go last. <laughs> Let's finish, let's finish this out because, I mean, we kind of left him off when we read our verses. We kind of left him off at a, yeah, okay. You're right. He wrestled. Yeah. 26 starts and says, Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And that's what Jacob was wanting God to do, bless him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jacob was wanting that blessing, so he's absolutely, I mean, he's probably just holding on with everything he's got to this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. That guy, But that guy's like, let me go, let me go. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. So, I mean, you know, but why do you think that uh, he asked him his name? Can you tell me that? Why do you think? Why do you think God asked Jacob his name? Because he already knew what his name was. Yes, yeah. it's kind of like tapping out, tapping right? Out, yeah. yeah, submitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and letting them know that, and letting him yes. the one the one that you're with here can give you a new name. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't have. He's to like be and, with you know, and, and so. he goes on. He says, "Well, you've struggled with God and man mm-hmm. and humans." So God says, "Well, now your name's not going to be Jacob no more. It's going to be Israel, right? Yeah. Because he." That's where that's where the lineage all starts, right there. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like that, that was the old you. The name you gave me, that was the old you. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you'll notice, God God renames almost everybody. Right. You know that He uses in the Bible. Right. Yeah. Okay, it, go ahead, Ron. <laughs> no. So, uh, side note: Theologists also think that this is Jesus before Jesus. One of the many appearances of Jesus. Right. Like another one would be the fourth figure in the fiery furnace before Jesus's actual birth. <laughs> For me, I'm kind of in the same alignment with you guys, like parent kid thing. But I also think he's done it with us many times, like us personally. 
as to where we're so hell-bent in our rebellion and our sin that he breaks something or we hit our breaking point. And something happens and we can't run away. Because leading up to this, God's getting the best of him, which he should, and Jacob's trying to flee and walk away. Well, then you break the hip, and now you can't. Now you can't run. And you're gonna run. That's now you can't run from the truth. Just like a lot of stuff in our lives, it might not be a broken hip. It might be a scar that we got on a barbed wire fence. It might be something else. And a lot of times, it's been emotional that we wrestle with God. No, yeah. Because without emotions. Like, if we all we had was emotions, then we wouldn't need faith at all. Right. Right? That's right. So, to go out there on that limb, we need faith. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could probably count in one hand of the supernatural-ish stuff of God answering after wrestling. Like, I don't need two hands. I don't need toes. Right. So, that's not always the answer. But nine times out of ten, I would say, is like when we're wrestling with God, it's um, it's an emotion or a calloused heart, and we can't get past it. Or we think that uh, we don't deserve His love, mm-hmm. and we run from Him. Right. I mean that that's the big that's what that's where a lot of people's at. Right. They're like, well, I don't deserve His love. I don't deserve to be with Him or be a part of Him. Because look at how bad my life was before. You know, I used to be that guy. I mean, and even after I was saved, and I seen his glory, and I seen what he could do, I still, I still run from him. Because when he wanted me to start preaching, and it was, it was probably, I struggled with that for, I wrestled with him probably for three or four months over that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just... Because doing our own things was easy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, doing our own things. We've easy. talked about it. You know, you're not accountable to anybody. Right. You're not. You know, but then when you have a relationship with God, or like any relationship, how it should be is it's good. It's you know you're accountable. Mm-hmm. You should be held to a different standard, and that's that's when it's hard. Yeah. You, you know, uh, it's and sometimes you're not wrestling with God. Oh yeah. Right. He's Sometimes right. you're. Yeah, he's the ref outside. Or yeah, you're wrestling you're with like, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. That's you true. know? That's yeah. very true. Sometimes it's with yourself. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like this uh, this new uh, this new adventure he's got me on. You know? I was absolutely going to say no. I mm-hmm. mean, I had it in my head that I was going to say no. Oh, the one that you were in a bad mood about? And Mike and I asked you what was wrong? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, that one? Yeah, okay. that one. Okay. But uh, and and when and when he come up to when when the other guy come up to ask me mm-hmm. if I was going to do it before I could say no, I'd already said yeah, I'm in. I mean, so you know, there's times that he doesn't really struggle with you. He just puts the words in your mouth and let them come out. Right. You know? mm-hmm. He's like, you need to be there. Right. That's where I want you at right now. Here's, <clears throat> I'll give you one of my examples. Oh, wrong. I'm starting with a dollar. Dollar in the jar. 
I'll give you one of my earliest examples of wrestling with God, and it's not extravagant at all. It was my first time being able to do communion. I was uh-huh. probably like 13. Okay? Yeah. And I'm at 13, I'm on fire for God as much as a 13 year old can be. I'm talking, my grandparents don't want me to ask questions anymore from church to church. After church, the whole time. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, it's Communion Sunday at our old church. And I'm like, this is awesome. I get to do the bread. I get to, I'm 13, I get to drink the wine. (laughs) You know, the whole nine yards, right? Right. We really thought it was wine, too. Yeah, I did. (laughs) So then, all of a sudden, I get this chalky wafer that sticks in the top of my roof of my mouth. I taste this grape juice that I'm like, I could have had this as a saltine cracker and my go-go juice at at home, right? And I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Like, to me, it was a monumental event in my head. And God was supposed to talk to me right then. Right. And this whole time, I'm like, I called you forward for yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Is there a reason you're bringing this up? I'm not, just because I, that's I just the, got hit with it two weeks ago. No. That, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> besides that, yeah. th- that instance reminded me of this, but also our topic reminded me of that because then I started wrestling with God. I was like, this is like one of the top things, quote unquote, as a Christian that you get privileged to do. Mm-hmm. And I do it. <clears throat> and then I have side thoughts about the chalky wafer and, you know, whatever. But then, like, nothing. Like, I don't feel the power. I don't feel the presence. Right. And so... You're like, it's nothing. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a perfect example of it, of making sure your heart and mind are in the right place to take communion. Mm-hmm. Knowing what it is that you're doing before you even step up there. And if And there's been times at our church to where I didn't feel in the right place to take it. So I didn't. So while my family went up and they took it, then I, I sat there because I was in a different, I wasn't in a, in a right right mindset or whatever. And I previously had just, it was an every week thing at that church. So it was every week I did it, regardless. And, you know, mm-hmm. when we came over to this church, my life changed. So that changed. And, and toward, you know, and... Pastor says it to us: Don't do this flippantly. No, we we don't want you having your kids who don't understand what it is doing it. No. And you know, he's like, "You can be mad at me or whatever," but I think that that's the respect that it deserves. And I think that every single time that you do it, you should ask yourself those questions. And if you don't feel that, then don't do it. It's not saying that you're not worthy. It's not saying that you're you're you're. You know, you're never going to do it again, or that you're scum, or anything like that. It's making sure that your heart is right. Well, it's just showing respect to your father. Yeah, That's absolutely. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and me, I struggle. I struggle with communion as far as uh, because I'm like, okay, it's communion day. I got to think back. Do I got anything against anybody? Have I wronged somebody that I haven't made right with yet? You know, mm-hmm. and because for real, you're not supposed to do that. If you've got something like that 
going on in your life. Because that, that's big disrespect to, to God himself, mm-hmm. if you do. Well, and, and we had an event that the four of us, minus Brandon, went to where we didn't do it. Right, right. Because we knew right. where we were. In our minds and in our hearts. In our hearts. And that's, yeah. yeah. Not not where we were physically. No, no, no. But I, was, I started to do it. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Right. Because I'm not, my heart's not in the right spot. So I just dropped it in the bay. There I didn't have no no desire to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when they did it at the church, I I couldn't do it. I just, I just sat there. And I saw everybody get up and go. And I'm sitting there like, how do you get to that point? Because I'm sitting here just wallowing in tears because I'm like, how how do you get to the point to know that you're good enough to take that communion? And I sit there and I watch everybody get up and go do it. And I'm like, why am I getting up? I couldn't get up. I could not get up. My wife got up. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh man, how is she doing it? She, she's right there with me. It's not, you know, it's not me being just a little more in front of her, actually. You know, and I'm sitting there like, man, am I doing something wrong? Am I, am I not seeing something here? It tore me up. I couldn't do it. And like you said, communion is huge to me mm-hmm. because it represents God. It represents his body, his blood, and... Just to do it because somebody says we're taking communion and not know what it means and not know what it stands for, it just, it it eats me up. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to get up and be fake and go do that. Then you don't. You do just what you do. Exactly what you should do right there. Absolutely. You've done the right thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, because uh, I, I haven't taken communion several times just because of that. You know, I'm like... No, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that, that I've done something that I don't deserve to, to take this communion. Right. And like you know. what Ronnie was saying, when I was younger, they had it at my church like every week. But the way I looked at it was it was a free cracker and a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now it's totally different. It, is. it, yeah. it represents something instead of just a little well, snack when you know, you're younger. That's, that's like you saying that, oh, I'm a Christian. But you don't follow what he says to do. Right. Same difference. I mean, you know, you just I, all you do is checking a box. Yeah, I felt like if I'd have got up and ate like my, and drank, I would have felt like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. Hey, I would say the Holy Spirit was working on you that day. So, well, it tore me up. I'll tell you that. I couldn't so, stop. I mean, you I was born like a baby. And, you know, the thing is, is you heeded to what the Holy Spirit told you to do. So, I mean, you know. You know, granted, I'd love to do it one of these days. And I'm not saying I won't do it or, you know. But it just has to be, it has to be right for me. And it, it wasn't right. And I was like, man, am I the only one sitting here? But I couldn't look around because I didn't want right. to, you know, look around just to see. Who else was sitting? And you couldn't see out of your eyes anyways because you were this ugly is, crying. This is true. <laughs> I mean, this you, is true. It's like Bob said, you let the Holy Spirit work in you. You took this, your self-evaluation of yourself, a genuine self-evaluation of yourself, and you was led by the Spirit. So, I mean, 
mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, should be totally, no, should be no condemnation. It totally, yeah, no, it totally doesn't matter what everybody right. else does. Yeah, you know, I mean, because they got to do what they think's right. But you, the Holy Spirit was talking to you and telling you, you know, He was convicting you over something. I guarantee it. Well, obviously, because I, every time I thought about it after we left church. The whole time I was at church, every time somebody come up to me and I thought I was doing okay, and they come up to me, just even touch me, it was all over again. Mm-hmm. I went to the back room, Ronnie freaking walks in the door, and it's over again. <laughs> so, have you ever read the uh, passage on, on communion? No, I went home that day, and I was going to look into it. And all that, but every time I tried to look into it, I just kept stopping myself. Okay. Well, for some reason, first I would stop myself. Eleven twenty-four through twenty-six, and it says, "For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night He was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, He broke it, and said, "This is my body, for which it is for you. Do this in remembrance of me." In the same way, after supper, he also took the cup and said, This cup is a new covenant established by my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I wasn't there. <laughs> nope, nope. Which is fine. Yeah, yep. and it's it, but like when you read it like that, it's like you know I should be there when I listen to you read that to me. Yeah, because of taking him into my life and wanting to live according to him and my baptism, you would think and that I love him. You would think I would be there, but, but yeah, when also, it came right down to it. But it was also the first time that was a fight. since you've been baptized. You know, not knowing. Since, since you've been walking, right, not following, just walking. Yeah. So it, the meaning was a whole different meaning than it ever had been before. Right. And it should, like you, like we said, it should be. It should be, and it's not a, you know, the the first time you go up, then every time after you should go up. You shouldn't do it flippantly. It shouldn't be because oh, we're doing it. This is what we do. It right. should be something that's considered, you know, and. And I don't think I could you do know. that. If I if I did it once, I don't know if I could look at it like, well, I did it this time. I can go ahead and do it every other time now. Right. I think every time it comes up, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get hit yeah. with like, do I deserve to go up there and do it this right. time? Absolutely. Well, this is yeah. this is what I found. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. You're says, fine. Communion reminds us of forgiveness we experience through Christ, but Paul urges us to examine to examine yourself before eating the bread. And drinking, and drinking the cup. <clears throat> Sorry, so that we are going to communion with a humble heart and a and hot and not just pretending to be right with God. Mm-hmm. So that was know, me. Well, yeah. there you and, go. And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure every time we have it, I'm going to ask myself, and I can see myself asking myself, yeah. Which do is a good I, do thing. Do I deserve to get up and take this today? Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's just when, like going to the altar. I'm yeah. sorry, Brent. No, the thing is, is we never deserve it. That's the and thing. That's it's, but it's reminded of the forgiveness that we received from Him. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like uh, he just read, you take that self-evaluation of where you're at with your walk of faith at that time. You're not going to deserve it. We can't deserve anything, right. you know, of God. He, yeah. ju- he just feels we're worthy yep. of it. So he gives it to us because he sees the need. He meets yeah. our need. The only thing he asked us to do is humble ourselves before him. And that's the key. Yeah, that's the key right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you did, if you feel yourself humble before the Lord, that's when you take your communion. Yeah. That's anytime you humble yourself before God. Yep. Every time you kneel down in prayer, you should humble yourself to God. But also, don't fall into that trap of where you don't think you'll ever right deserve to right take communion. Yeah, because because communion itself. Is to, is to honor him and remind you of what, he of what he's right. done. You know, and, and uh, you know the, the the best churchgoer in the history of the world is Satan. He's sitting right there with you, right there in church with you, because he's putting that bug in your ear like, "Oh, Ron, you're not good enough to go up there and do communion. Why should you go do it?" You know, I mean, I was at I was sitting there right next to you at that stoplight when you flipped somebody off. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. or you, you might as well have done it because you were thinking it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I've I've had situations like that before. You get blamed that you did it, so I'm like, well, might as well do it. So it's not a yeah. We I'm sure we've all had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know that that's that's the one that's the way Satan will get in your life, and he'll. He'll drag you down just because he puts that he puts that doubt in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, that was there. I know. One of the things I well, I pray this every time I take it. It's just it's one of my prayers when I I take communion is as I'm taking the bread, I keep that I ask God to continue to break me with His Word mm-hmm. when I take the bread. That's the prayer that goes on in my mind when I say it. I just say it. And that's even after the little prayer that we do. Right. right. As I take it, I say that. And then when I drink the punch, juice, whatever, I ask God to continue to cleanse me with his blood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and that's my humble state when I do that. It's my, I'm already, and I'm not saying this about me, whatever, but that's just in my mind when I go up there, you know, it's like he said, that word is so keen as being humble. But that's just my little but that's how you humble yeah. yourself before God. Right. I mean, right. You ask Him to do that for you. Right. And I, honestly, Ron, me myself, from what I'm hearing, brother, you was as humble as you was ever going to get. You should have went and done communion. I mean, for real. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. You was so humble. You was humbled so much that you was in tears because of it. Mm-hmm. It was bad. So and now I'm tearing up now. Just yeah. thinking about it. Think about it this it's time. It's okay, Mike is too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no good right now. Next time, next time. No, I'm not saying anything coming. I'm just saying. If you like that, brother? Just get up and go do it because oh, yeah. you're good. You ain't gonna get any more humble than that right there. Because you was broke. You I was, was broke. Right. Yeah. I mean, you was in tears. I mean, there there is no more humble than being broken in front of God. My so wife like, asked me afterwards what happened. She goes, "What happened to you? What what was going?" On? I was like, "I just I couldn't do it." I was like, I'm sitting there, like I said, there was something in my head saying, do you, do you really think that you're at the point where you should get up and take the blood and the 
body of Christ. And I was like, I can't get up. Yeah. I just couldn't. To me, that's about as humble as you can get. Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah. When you're sitting there crying because you know you don't deserve it, mm-hmm. but yet he wants you to have it. He wants you to, mm-hmm. uh, to glorify him through that. Because here's the thing. He's already given it. He's right. already given his son to die for your sin so that you don't have to. And you acknowledge that. You're going up in remembrance of yeah. in remembrance of what was given for all of us. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, Ron, this is just my thinking, me thinking. You was probably the only one in the church that deserved to get do communion because you was that humble. That's uh, my thing. I'm sitting there asking myself, I'm like wondering how everybody and the you say that because I'm sitting there wondering what is my wife thinking when it comes to this? What is everybody else thinking when it comes to this? Are they truly thinking it's the blood and body of Christ? Or is it something else? Or, you know, I know what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking, I can't get up. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is just getting up. Mm-hmm. But what's going through their head? How, how do you get to the point where you feel that you are righteous enough to get up and take that step? You are. Just you're, you're not ever righteous enough. Yeah. You're not ever. Righteous and it's enough. just hard for me to yeah. swallow... I guess would it be my pride or whatever to get up and go do it when I think you know I'm not I'm not ready for that I'm not I don't can feel I, that I'm there. Can I throw this out there? No, I'd rather be not. I'd rather be not throw away. But you can speak. It's my hurt. No, it's my hurt. <laughs> hey, this is a no holds barred man. No holds barred. That's right. This is WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know how to really put this, but uh, you should uh, you should have just got up and done it because there's people that are in the church that just do it just because everybody else is doing it. And that's what I was. You was humbled. You was humbled enough. You was crying over it. You know. Um, my thing, my saying is, is you allowed Satan to hold you down that day. <clears throat> you wasn't following God that day. You wasn't following. You wasn't following what you was. You wasn't drinking the cup He was giving you. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Because and and I don't want you to take that wrong. Because I know God loves you, and I know you love God. But the next time you're tearing up and you're that humble. You can't get any more humble than that. I mean, for real. Yeah. And you didn't know. And you didn't right. know. You didn't know. But you know. I mean, and you, wanted, you wanted to honor. You wanted to honor God such that you felt like you I was dishonoring Him if I went up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what right. right. And that's, that's how you felt. But and you didn't know. So. But that's what Satan was telling you. You're going to dishonor God by going up there, taking that bread, drinking His blood. And that's just going to be a big no-no for Ron. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Satan was holding you down. Because you have to look at it from the aspect as well as your communion. It's not about anybody else around you. It's not for anyone. It's not for somebody to say, "Oh, okay, he thinks he's good." Nothing like that. It's between you and God. Right. Yeah. 
You have to act like you were the only one in the room. Well, I was going to say, because I felt like if I got up and I I felt like I'd be getting stared at and like, like you know, what's he, he doing? Hey, you know, does he think if he's you, there? If you're not worthy, do you think he won't strike you down before you can take communion? Probably so. There you go. If that's the case, I should have been struck down a long time, many times before. Me too. And that's the only one you're there for. But my thing is, if you think you're righteous enough to go and take communion, (laughs) you're wrong. You're wrong, dead wrong. (laughs) That is not the thinking. Yeah. The way you was was thinking, the way you was broken, all in tears, brother, that's the way every Christian should be when they're taking communion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you got it right. We all got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, that's... But I still missed it. No, not really. <laughs> because you know what? Because now, now you know. Mm-hmm. And that was a good witness for yeah. all these listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And for us. And for us. Yeah. Because it's a, it is. It's a stark reminder of that's how we should be each time before. We should be struggling with ourselves before we get up to go take that communion. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it should never be who's well, looking. As soon as he said it, I was who scared. I'm communion from or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So. You got to know your righteousness, our righteousness. This is as filthy rags to God. Yeah. It's the blood of Jesus that keeps us clean. Absolutely. That's it. We should have saved that to the end, brother. You better, <laughs> you better have a good, like, good land in your way. <laughs> Delta came in early. <laughs> First time. <laughs> so I mean, you know, Delta, so you can you can kind of take this story of Jacob. You know, I mean, what God did? God come down and humbled Himself before Jacob and wrestled with him as a man. And Jacob just had in his head that he was going to whoop God just so he could get a blessing. Right. You know. And that's and that's the way we that's the way we perceive God a lot too. We're like, oh, I'm just going to take God head on, and He's going to do what I want, or I'm not going to I'm not going to be a Christian no more. I'm not going to do what He wants me to do. I'm not going to I'm not going to follow what He wants me to say, or what He wants, or what He wants me to do. I'm not going to go like me. I'll be like, oh, well, I'm not going to go preach for Him. Why should I do that? He's not giving me what I want. Wrong, dead wrong. Because if He does no more. For me, then save my soul. That's all. I mean, I didn't even deserve that. That's mm-hmm. if that's all God ever does for me. If that's what Jesus does for me, if that's the only thing He does in my whole life, that's way more than I deserved anyway. Right. We'll take like my past season of wrestling with God. Thankfully, it didn't break anything. Because, like, I already feel broken enough every morning when I get up. And everything cracks and popples and whatever. But just like I text you guys early last week, right? Like, I was asking the why. The poor pitiful me. I was wrestling the whole time. I was wrestling a match that I could never win. Yeah. Until... He put me in a hold, and I had to change the question. It's kind of like the infamous Roddy Piper promo, right? Yeah. 
you ask the questions, but he changes the answers. Yep. Got to stop fighting that fight that's already been won. Yep. Yeah. I think one one of the biggest wrestling that we do as people is, of course, we want it our way. We want God to do it, but we want Him to do it our way. Yeah. Because we want our outcome out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our you way, know? our time. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. yeah. So when I ask God to do this, and I ask God, you know, and God wants us to surrender. All to him. There's a lot of things we don't want to surrender to God. He wants us to surrender all to him. And, okay, God, I'm going to just give all this up to you. I want you to handle it. I'm going to give it all up to you. And then we turn around and we want to try to trip God. Now I want to take this back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's not going fast enough. Yeah. So I'm going to give it all to him. It's in his timing. Yeah, but I want it done by a certain time, so I'm gonna take this back and I'm gonna go ahead and handle this part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, God, where are you? I need you to take care of this." Mm-hmm. After I don't put something in play, you know, I want to take care of this, but we forgot we tried to give it to him earlier and stuff. So God's just waiting for us to really totally surrender to him because He knows we're just gonna keep reaching back, right? Take it back, not really surrender at all. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things I think that um, I've done in my walk is when I pray is to add, if it's your will, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be for healing, whether it be for anything, if it's your will, then let this be done, yeah. you know, and, and because you don't want that, right? Oh no. Like you want what yeah. you're praying for. Right. Yeah. And I would, I want it. You know, like, I want to know I'm giving it over. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I know what you're saying. I was just, yeah. like... Oh, yeah, no, because no, no. I want subconsciously, to like, hey, you're like, hey, in two weeks, three days, and 24, you know, 22 hours, I want you to make sure this happens. You know? <laughs> That's how I want it. Right. But I've, I've learned, thank you, Lord, again, that um, that it's on His time frame. You know, and like we've talked about, when you're even when you're sowing seeds, you may never see the fruit of that dream there. You know, and and that was stuff that used to bother me, and that was those were things I didn't understand and and uh, didn't agree with. And wrestled with God about. Well, I don't understand if I've done all this. If I, you know, I've done all this work. How come I can't see none of the roots yeah, of it? Exactly. Right. Right. Where's so it's, where's the harvest? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then you just go back to that. Right. I did. I did. I did. You know. Right. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. So that's why I put I put that in there purposely at first. You know to. To be humble and not be like, this is what I want because I want it. And it's like, if this is what you would have done, you know. And see, I think that's cool too because like like a private picture I shared with you guys in our text chat, right? Like, I had to update some dates on some things. Well, if the one or new things get added to that list, like when I'm gone, hopefully... Somebody has that, and they can add those dates to that right. list, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm thankful enough that I'm there to add those right. dates yeah. on the names that I put down. Absolutely. But like, if I'm not around, then yeah. somebody else can put them down right. for me. Right. You know, Mike said that if I'm at work, I'm always leaving whatever job I don't complete. I'm leaving a note where uh, what process is at, and 
my coworker, and actually my supervisor, they said, why do you do that? I was like, I'm not promised tomorrow. Say anything can happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. And they're like, oh, you'll be back tomorrow. I was like, yeah, the Lord said the same. Yep. You know, they stopped asking after I, I mentioned that, but I mean, that's just my thought process. Right. Anything can happen after I leave work. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of the things, too, is four years ago, I would have been like, oh, man, that's kind of morbid. Right. That's kind of, you know, be thinking like that. And now I'm like, nothing is promised. Yeah. And that's probably how they're thinking. Yeah. You know, every night when I say my prayers, I, I thank the Lord for letting me wake up another day. See, in the field that I'm in, I'm thinking, that's good documentation right there. <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, we need more Brandons. <laughs> 36-year-old 36 girl that uh, went to bed last Wednesday didn't wake up. Yeah. My wife's niece. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to bury her Wednesday. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, logistically, they should be burying us, not us burying them. Yeah. But it don't work that way. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's the opposite way. Yep. You know, we're not guaranteed another minute. Right. No. I mean, if we could get up from this table, fall down, break her neck, be gone. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it just happened that quick. Yep. And that's why we always say, you know, the stuff, this earth doesn't matter because yeah. it's what's after that. Yeah. You know, and matter how much money you have, you're still going to die. Nope. Doesn't matter how much stuff you have. Still gonna die. All we're gonna do is give that to somebody else, and they're gonna blow it. Yeah. It's gonna be somebody else's problem. That's it. It's gonna right. be somebody else's problem. Yeah. You true. know, I mean, maybe that's why I spend it quicker than I get it. <laughs> true, but I always tell the kids that I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna sell everything, spend all the money, and then you won't have to worry about having anything to argue over. Yeah, right. What's that one? Didn't you say it? The uh, I'm gonna take it all with me. Oh, I used to say that. I wrote a check and then put it yeah. in the casket. My, my wife, my wife, and my mom always said that. Uh, I always told them that uh, I was gonna have a hearse behind my or a U-Haul behind my hearse, and have all my money in it. My wife goes, "That's fine. We'll just write you a check and take the money out. You can have it for eternity. Yeah. You can cash that. You can cash you can that. Go ahead. That's right. <laughs> but, nah." There's nothing in this world that's worth having as far as, I mean, it's, it's all useless. It's like chasing after the wind, as, as Solomon would say. Mm-hmm. Bob, you got any more on this topic before we pull the needle off the record? Since this was a topic that was on your heart there. I don't know. I just, it just sounded it? like a good one to yeah, talk about. Absolutely. You know, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think we wrestle with God so much in our life that it, it gets to be like a regular thing, mm-hmm. a repetitive thing, you know. And and when you wrestle with Him for so long, or when you wrestle with Him so much, that I think it uh, I think your walk becomes less. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not really wanting to give in to His will, and that's what we're supposed to do is being part of Him, right. being being a follower of Him. We gotta we got to we gotta give in. We gotta humble ourselves and bow down to Him 
and what he wants, not yeah. what we want. Right. Because then that's why we wrestle with God, because we're like, I need to do this. I want it this way. But God says, no, my way is better. And his way is better mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. We just got to understand that we need to humble ourselves and bow down to him. Or he just needs to touch our hip and, and break it and make us have us a reminder right. that he is the one in control. And that's what he does to Jacob. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm in control anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing this to appease you, you know. <laughs> that's that's exactly why, you know. But that that's my thinking. You know, we should stop wrestling with God and start trusting in him and doing it the way he wants to do it, not our way. Because we ain't gonna hurry him. Yeah. We're not gonna change things. Nope. All we're gonna do is all we're gonna do is is in the end hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if we're not following him and we are a Christian, we've given our life to God. All we're losing out is all of our rewards and our crowns in heaven. Right. You know, and that's where he tells us to store our treasures up is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mikey, I think we've laid it all out there. Brandon. Um, they go good. I just, um, I'm learning, um, because I've got truth in my past as far as the church I used to go to, and then at the same time, I got, I guess I would say, opinion mixed with truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, you know, type deal. That's fair. So... Um, learning to get straight truth and then getting um, going back understanding and seeing what I've been told in the past that's that's been a wrestle for me mm-hmm. you know because now you in your mind you're kind of battling you're reading yourself you're getting your word on Sunday and you're studying and then all those things in the past kind of come up mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I remember what this was, what was said about this, but it's actually saying this, right? Mm-hmm. you know, so you, now you're really seeing it for yourself yeah. and you're yeah. really getting true. So it's kind of like a wrestling mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning it all, a lot of things all over again. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. you're learning it for the first time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like that old saying, you can take the person out of the trailer park, but he can't take the Trailer park out of the person, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or insert analogy here, but same thing. Same thing. <clears throat> Silent Ron. I don't. I don't think I got anything. I just need to. If I am wrestling with him, I'm just gonna stop, evaluate what I'm wrestling about, and then decide whether it's not if it's worth wrestling about or just like you all say, give it to him and go with it. Right. Yeah. For me, I think there's the wrestling because you're rebellious, and then the wrestling because of the inward growth or struggle, which I guess could be kind of both. Like, there's the innocent wrestling, right? Because we've all done that as parents and as kids, too. And, but then more times than not, there's the honorary wrestling or the rebellious wrestling. So I think it's kind of like 
questioning God. It's the intent of the wrestle. Like, are you doing it for healthy and growth? Or are you doing it out of a rebellious, calloused heart? Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Uh, we are on the Twitter machine at Broken Record MI, the number one. And if you have a long-form discussion that, with us that you would like to talk about, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. Um, if you're listening on a platform that you can rate us or subscribe to us, do that so you never miss an episode. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Whatever. And until next time. Broken Records Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.